Welcome to episode 148 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. I'm Ty, and you can find me correlating strange monoliths in remote parts of Utah with scientific discoveries of a fifth natural force, or element, some would say, on Twitter at SEATJK. And with me, as always, is Chris. Where can we find you engaging in conspiratorial groupthink, Chris? Lilu Dallas Multipass. She knows. <laughs> she knows she, it's a multipass. She knows it's a multipass. And you can find me corroborating your, your conspiracies at CD Villa Senor. Okay. I always appreciate you amplifying my um, tinfoil hat. Yeah, methods. no, this is an easy one. This is an easy one to jump into. Like, you know. We're developing giant robots. There's like a 60 million year old frozen egg in Antarctica that's like apparently gigantic. I don't know what. There's monoliths, and there's fifth elements. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we got what 60 days till we find the tesseract, <laughs> and then and then a and then a giant pyramid comes from the sky to, you know, whatever. Whatever. I mean, at this point, sure, let's go. Bring it on. Yeah, we're here for this. All right. Well, this week, we're not talking about any of that, but it's as close as we come to a holiday special on the Two on Three pod, as we look to give you a way to plug in your earbuds and mentally distance from your family, assuming you're not already socially distanced from them. Segment one is for you for your pre-meal consideration, as we're going to tell you what the numbers say about your Thanksgiving meal choices. Segment two is for during and after dessert, when the football is over and people are looking for a movie to try and stay awake to, where we share our top five before the kill action movie one-liners. And finally, segment three is for when you find yourself in your childhood twin bed being forced to sleep apart from your long-term girlfriend because you're not married and your parents are regressive in that specific way. And we consider what kind of prawn you might be browsing on your phone as you surreptitiously work one out, depending on which of these divided states you might be horny in. Did you get all that? That was a lot. (laughs) As usual, beyond the buzzer, we'll pause for dad jokes of the week before heading to the OT where I've got an idea about journaling. It will likely make you feel better about your life or perhaps decidedly worse, depending on how you see the world. Some might think it's better not to know, while others like myself at least want the opportunity to find out. Interact with the show on Twitter at 2on3pod or hit us up via email at at 2on3pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from from you. I don't know what happened there. Um, (laughs) Before we get into that, Chris, did you look at this menu item I sent over? I, I did. Now, I don't know who's providing this pizza of the month club. But they've lost their goddamn minds over there at whatever jo- jo- Johnny's Pizza of the Month Club. I looked very briefly for some additional context and uh, didn't find any, but I wanted to look at this anyway. So some restaurant uh, in some part of this country is offering what they're calling the Gobbler Pizza. And the Gobbler Pizza consists of a turkey gravy base, stuffing, turkey, cheddar, and pizza cheese topped with cranberry swirl. Would you eat it? So first of all, not particularly carb friendly when we're putting when we're putting stuffing on a on a pizza. Yes, now, we, more some more bread on your bread. <laughs> yes. The the other thing is that just because you can make anything into pizza doesn't mean you should make anything into pizza. Right? I agree. Um I'm going to pass on the gobbler pizza although I think there might be a burrito taco like a soft taco burrito thing you could do here. But okay. for, for pizza, I have a thing about me, like cheddar cheese on a pizza. Do you do, is it, is cheddar cheese on a pizza kind of a, kind of a weird thing for you? 
I mean, I don't really know anymore, but uh, you know, I, I guess it's <laughs> like, isn't it isn't it included in the Quattro Formage? I don't, yeah, but like, but a hint of, yeah. I, I I just don't know. I guess I'm trying to figure out what proportions these are in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, it can't be like crust and then like a whole layer of stuffing. I mean, the stuffing must be like dropped in there like sausage. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. That like, it's sort of like <laughs> ground beef, but so- but stuffing. The gravy base is also throwing me off a little bit. <laughs> like instead of sauce. Like yeah, because do we have you ever had like one of those white pizzas like the clam like the have you ever like sure have you ever had the clam pizza with I don't the know if I've ever base? had the clam pizza I've definitely had the white pizza the white base pizza like mm-hmm. this doesn't that doesn't thrill me either I'm not like I'm not down for white base pizza I've had not like the Alfredo pizza yeah no and I just don't I just can't imagine turkey gravy base as my sauce as as being as being thrilling. I mean, I've subbed like barbecue sauce in for pizza sauce when I've made like a barbecue chicken pizza. Sure, I, and I think, and that's and that seems fine. I don't because you can make gravy as thick as you want it, right? Like, there's no there's no logistical challenge here. I think it's just the taste of the gravy. Yeah, you know, I'm just not sure that I'm just not sure I'm I'm there. I'm, now you got my interest peaked when you talked about the idea of the the burrito because now I'm thinking like Thanksgiving dinner in a burrito in like a garlic tortilla. That, that you might have something there where like all food is to go food, that kind of thing. Where Yes. Yes. Like you just kitchen sink a burrito with full of, uh, full of your Thanksgiving leftovers. Yeah. Yeah. That seems, that seems to work for me better than maybe brush pizza. the, yeah, brush the inside of the, uh, the tortilla with some, like some oil and some garlic. I think you could, I think it's just like a little bit of cranberry. Okay. And then a big wad of turkey. Right. Lightly drop in some of the stuffing. Well, I think you smear the potatoes around like sour cream. Like, you ever go to like a, the, the Mexican <laughs> restaurant? And they That's how they start the burrito, right? Like, and then, and then just a small stripe of gravy. And then you just wrap that bad boy up and eat it while you watch, you know, while you watch the late game. Well, that's what I'm saying. So I think you, yeah, you do the, the, the full like layer of, of potatoes, the, uh, a, a, like a light layer of sort of a stuffing, whatever you got there. Gravy uh, and stuffing, and yeah. then the, and then I the could turkey. maybe do some green beans. I, I can't, wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it. Some green bean casserole, especially yeah, especially if you got the French onions in there, a little crunch in the yeah. burrito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll that up. I could eat that. That sounds great. Yeah, but the pizza thing is not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I don't look. This doesn't seem like an invitation to eat to me. What if you just served this for Thanksgiving dinner? <laughs> <laughs> Did you want? Do you want people to turn the table over? <laughs> just stand up and just like turn the whole table. What the hell? Well, that's the thing about this year. There, there aren't going to be any people, so I can do whatever I want. That's true. That's true. And maybe we'll, we'll we'll talk a little more about that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do it in segment number one. All right. So in segment one, um, I pulled the five thirty eight article on basically Thanksgiving, the ultimate Thanksgiving dinner menu. They're calling it, um, and it's you know as they do, they basically put together a poll and have people vote between two things. They have them go head to head and they, what they do is percentage wins, right? So it's like aggregate. It's not a bracket. So it's, there's no one-to-one. You can't knock anything out. Um, they got 7,700 different people, um, in 377,000 individual matchups. So they're trying to lend some legitimacy to their numbers. They call the fact out. We talked about deviled eggs uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, that's the only appetizer that broke the 50% mark. Uh, all others were, were, were well below 40% and uh, all seafood options were well below, well, well below 40%. Yeah. 
We I don't think Thanksgiving is for what? seafood. I was gonna say. I think this is the like. Some people sneak oyster into their stuffing. Okay. But but to like go seafood forward, like to serve like lobster, like like or crab or something like like being really seafood forward, like shellfish forward. Or like, God forbid, a head on fish. Unless you're Asian, <laughs> there should be no head on fish at your at your Thanksgiving table. So, you know, okay. But no, yeah, just just go ahead and save seafood for later because you don't want that on Thanksgiving. Well, so the first question in the survey was the meats, right? So, uh, the the win percentage for meats here we have roasted turkey topping out at eighty eight percent, the number one choice. A smoked turkey is seventy four percent, deep fried at seventy percent. And then we've got some uh, non-traditional choices. So spiral ham, 58, roast beef, 50, turducken, 46, fried duck, 43, and then uh, meatloaf, 29, and finally tofurkey bringing up the rear at 13. What kind of what kind of people are serving meatloaf at their at their Thanksgiving? I don't know. I, I mean, it's a low cost option. <laughs> True. No, I mean turkey's not particularly expensive. Right. You can get you can get a pretty large turkey. And it's not going to cost you a much. I mean, it's not going to. It's going to cost you more than meatloaf, but meatloaf doesn't feel like a holiday meal to me. It <laughs> feels like Wednesday, right? It's yeah. like, it feels like Tuesday night. We didn't have any good ideas. We made meatloaf. Can make a meat cake out of meatloaf, like I once did, <laughs> with the mashed potato uh, icing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the three ki- actually, the three kinds of meat meatloaf cake. Yeah, that's a, that's actually a sweet idea, yeah. but. But not for. But it's not. But for if we're talking about Thanksgiving, obviously the turkey, the turkey variants are going to win. Roasted turkey, you know, roasted turkey has the the ooh ah effect. Like people love to see that fucker come out on a platter, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah, here it is. What's right. up? It looks great. Looks great. It's just. Um, it's yeah. That's it just reeks of the holiday, right? Yeah. But you know, I think that uh, and then deep fried is great, but not a lot of people are willing to to put in the effort for deep fried. I don't think I'll ever do that. I wouldn't do it myself, but I do have a friend who I mm-hmm. met from work and they have they have a frying they have a frying deal okay. where they have two or three of them and friends will the basically people will book a time and they'll bring their turkey over and they'll just fry it. They'll fry sure, it I mean, for you. if you're if you're kitted out for it, then yeah, I mean. Yes, I'm never I mean, going to take the steps required to get there. Yeah, you give them some alcohol, they'll fry your turkey. Essentially like is it. what the deal is. So maybe at some point. And then smoked feels a little more like roasted, right? You just put it on the grill? No, I think they're talking about, like, you put it in the smoker in some way. Yeah. You, yeah, you put it on a smoker. Yeah. I don't think I'd want a smoked turkey, to be honest with you. I There was some man showing off cuts of his brined and smoked turkey, and it did look quite delicious. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, it was the, it was the age-old argument of turkey is overrated. It sucks. Why? This is why we only eat it. Nobody ever eats it because it's you know you've said well, these these silly. I, I, I'm, I'm quite famous for saying this. In fact, I'm firmly roast beef man. <laughs> I, in fact, I picked up a beautiful two bone prime rib. Well, that's that, funny that you that, say that, that. That I'm having that I'm cooking tomorrow for our Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> I would like to do something similar, but I got overruled by the six-year-old. Like, we were talking about, like, well, this is going to be kind of a weird Thanksgiving. And she's like, well, we're having turkey. And I'm like, I, I'm not going to prepare a turkey. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, well, we have to have it. This is the only time we get to eat it, and I like it. So you have to get it. <laughs> so I think what I'm doing is sometime around lunchtime tomorrow, I'm going to go over just to the Safeway and pick up a couple of those... Uh, like hot and ready game hand things they have. Right. <laughs> like, no, yeah, you don't know that. You know the difference. Here you go. It's a mini turkey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a rotisserie. She'll, it's a mini rotisserie turkey. Honey. She'll love it. It's They're fine. not going to know. 
<laughs> Maybe I'll get them each their own. They won't finish it, but I'll be like, here, you get your whole, your whole shit. Yeah, you get yourself. <laughs> you get a whole turkey. Yeah, my house is easy because I have the young boy who's indifferent, and I have the the girl who's uh, who doesn't really eat meat. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, there ain't no turkey happening. Over Are you gonna here. cook her a tofurkey? No. Do it for our benefit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she'll just have like sides. She'll have a meal of sides with some I don't know what what kind of protein I'm gonna try to you know, make her eat, but Alright. Well last time we talked this you, you you sang the praises of the spatchcock, which I think is if you're gonna do a roast turkey, a, a great way to go. Yes. My that was my second plan. My second plan was I was gonna get a turkey, I was gonna spatchcock it, and then I was just gonna put it on the grill. Okay. And maybe and maybe uh and maybe throw some throw, throw some smoked chips in there, but I wasn't gonna quote unquote smoke it. I wasn't gonna like put it on at like 250 degrees for you know eight hours i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna go that it was it'd be sort of a half half kind of deal gotcha all right well moving on to sides well specifically starches we've got stuffing bringing up the, the top of the charts here with 85 percent win percentage followed immediately by mashed potatoes 84 and then a little drop off to 75 with roasted potatoes down to 74 sweet mashed sweet potatoes then scalloped cheesy butternut squash Get out of here, butternut squash. Butternut here. squash at 65%. Disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. It's disgusting. Uh, sweet potato casserole, 61%. Mac and cheese, 58%. I agree. Uh, and then funeral potatoes, which I don't know what that is. Which are hash browns. Oh, is that, what that is? Funeral, yeah, funeral okay. potatoes are basically a hash brown dish. All right. And then we've got, you know, whatever. Acorn squash, <laughs> back, baked potatoes. It's all down below, fit around, right around 50%. And, then the very bottom, uh, for some reason, we have frog eye salad included on the chart at thirteen percent. I don't know what frog eye salad is. It's, I I don't either. It's, it can't. It must just look like frog. They, they're obviously not making it with frog eyes, are they? <laughs> it's like some bean salad. It's like some bean salad that probably looks like frog. Well, since we always do the maps, I actually almost brought the googled like which recipes were most googled across uh-huh. the states, and I have that handy if, if you want to pivot. <laughs> Well, we can get no, through some of the other recommendations. Let's talk about, the, let's talk about the 29%. Let's talk about the 29% th- uh, Thanksgiving dinner that we're having already. We're having the, the sub 30%. So we're, we're having meatloaf with pasta salad at this point. Sounds great. <laughs> at the 30% mark. <laughs> I'll I'm, sign up for that. I'm, I'm solidly at the 50% mark right now, which is to say that we're having roast beef and we're having baked potatoes. We're having okay. essentially steak night. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm doing the chicken. I'm not doing anything. I'm buying. I'm buying the chicken, and then I'll, you know, we're gonna have mashed potatoes, and we'll do some stuffing and things like that. I'm gonna stick to my guns and tell you, if the goddamn pilgrims had a cow, they'd have ate it. I swear to God, they would have. They would have had no. They would have preferred it a hundred times out of a hundred. Yeah, because I mean, back then they didn't even. They probably weren't even brining that thing. <laughs> right. Maybe rotisserie bur- though. They bur- they, they, they cooked it over a fire. They plucked the. They just plucked the feathers out of it and then just threw it on top of a fire yeah and then spit the bird shot out of it like in uh back to the future <laughs> exactly all right moving on to veggies we've got green beans uh at the top here 72 percent uh uncanned cranberry sauce which I, I no thanks i don't want your homemade cranberry sauce give me the really? jelly give me the jelly this is the only time i'm the, eating it give me the, the, <laughs> yes absolutely give me the can shaped don't even cut it up <laughs> just put it on a plate on you don't a, want the discs the you don't want the perfectly sliced discs of cranberry <laughs> i'll slice my own disc thank you 
Um, the, the good old standby green bean casserole, 65. Uh, then we've got glazed carrots, Brussels sprouts, asparagus, steamed broccoli. These are all over 50. Um, down at your 30% mark, uh, creamed onions. So you're going with creamed onions. <laughs> <laughs> We're going with sauerkraut. Actually, sub 30. So now I'm having now I'm having meatloaf, pasta salad, and sauerkraut at my 30% at my sub 30 uh, holiday um, holiday bash. Sounds like a pretty good potluck. <laughs> this, is ter- this is a terrible potluck. You're, I want to eat all of those things. What are you talking about? Well, you can make a hell of a meatloaf sandwich. I got some sauerkraut, some meatloaf, and maybe you know depends what shows up in the bread aisle here when we get to the bread section. Now but, on this chart, so go ahead. Now, so again, speaking speaking for my fifty percent, forty two percent cream spinach. We're having cream spinach again, steak night. We're having Thanksgiving steak night. So I love it. Cream corn didn't do well. No corn did well here. Cream corn is cream corn is just it just reeks of elementary school lunch. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. who eats cream corn in their regular lives? Like, I don't. I don't think I know anyone who eats cream corn. Why does it say on the chart celery root? Is that a different thing than just celery? Yeah, I don't know. Yes. Okay. Why don't you Must know? You're, you're supposed to be the culinary genius here. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think of... I think I see celery root as like something you shake on stuff, right? Like sometimes there's like powdered celery root, like as a flavor. But I don't, I don't show yeah. my wild ignorance here. No, that's fine. I, I've, I've said this on the show before. I'm a really good cook. My, my, my cookbook is limited. It's, that's how I've become good. Right. I, I, yeah, I, I've, I've chosen a handful of dishes that I can handle, and I make them really well. Correct. Like, if you come to my house, there's one of three things you're getting. Like, having people <laughs> over for dinner. On the bright side, you'll enjoy all three of them. That's right. They'll always be great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just to wrap up, so we've got some bread here. Obviously, butter rolls leading the, the charge here at 68%, followed by cornbread, biscuits, dinner rolls. Um, Parker House rolls? I don't know what a Parker House roll is, but the fact that the Pillsbury Crescent Rolls aren't on this list makes invalidates the entire bread list because <laughs> Pillsbury Crescent Rolls are a welcome addition to every, every thing. Well, croissants bread. is on here. And it, not it, it, croissant. No, not a croissant. I don't want a <laughs> French croissant. I want Pillsbury Crescent Rolls. Okay. And listen, everyone's going to look down their nose. People are listening to this right now going, what the fuck? Like no one wants. Cre- Let me tell you what. You break out crescent rolls at any meal that you serve. They're the first thing that evaporate. They evaporate instantly. They're gone in a heartbeat. You because wrap a little every- hot dog in there. You really have something. Because everybody loves them, but no one wants to admit it. <laughs> they're great. They are the absolute best. They're great. And they're then great. finally, we have desserts. Oh wait, I'm putting Yorkshire pudding now. Now I have to make in the in the close to thirty percent. Now oh, I have to make sorry. my meatloaf sandwich with a Yorkshire pudding, which isn't a bad deal. Because Yorkshire pudding is delicious. No, you know I'm not. I, I like it's just a, a bun. It's just a, it's just a, just a roll, a poofy <laughs> roll. I like a traditional Thanksgiving meal, but I'm also not like, like a mil- I'm not militant about it. Like hush puppies down here at forty four percent. I'd eat some hush puppy hush puppies if you put them. Yeah, you put them on the table. It's no problem. It's just, it's just cornbread, but it's just fried. Yeah, in a ball. Yeah, that's not a terrible thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, so then we finally, we're going to finish up with desserts, pumpkin pie, unsurprisingly the, the champion here, followed by apple pie and then apple crumble, pecan, or is it pecan or pecan? Tomato, tomato. You know, depends where you're from, I guess. I would say a pecan pie because, pecan. because it's, it's the Billy Crystal. I'd be proud to partake of your pecan pie. <laughs> <laughs> I think the answer is it's a pecan pie, which you make with pecans. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Yes. Fair. 
uh, the sweet potato pie, and then, you know, we've got some random other stuff here. So down at your uh, 30% Ooh, dessert, get, you're going with. I get with flawed. I get flawed. flawed. I get Solid. flawed at 30%. This is a great meal. That it that was, is, was, by the way, really the steak night. You're going to the steakhouse. You're going to have flan at the end. <laughs> yes. Like, creme brulee might be more appropriate. No, 50%. My, the meal we're having right now is 50%. So um, we're into chocolate cream pie or cheesecake. Cheesecake is the is the steakhouse dessert. It's like, oh, I need a cheese. I need that New York cheesecake, which is actually a pie. Anyway, see, I can tell that I'm having a hard time, a harder time following you than normal because, like, I didn't work today. Usually, when we (laughs) record, we're recording a show. I've worked all day, and then I've had a normal evening. But I didn't work today, and uh, like, I'm just not able to like listen. (laughs) (laughs) Your brain's like, like in in La La Land, in La La Loopsy Land. Yeah, when I signed off yesterday um, at about two thirty. Your brain uh, just like, shut down. I had a hard ass time getting dinner on the table. Like I was like, <laughs> I don't know how to do anything. Like I had just, I had looked forward to this couple of days off and my brain just shut off when I like, cause I had been working really hard at this project, got it to its delivery point. We had our final check-in before the go live next week when we get back online. And it's just like, boom, shut the batteries down. <laughs> the whole thing is offline. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. I don't begrudge you that. All right. Well, on that note, let's head to segment two. All right, in segment two, uh, as I mentioned, we're going to be bringing you some uh, some entertainment. I guess we'll call them recommendations. Um, I found a fun supercut that was just uh, the hundred best pre-kill movie lines, and as we do, we we like to do a top five. Um, I originally I wanted to try to make this Thanksgiving related. I was like, how could we? Since you're going to be on Zoom, <laughs> how could you say these things to your relatives? I mean, I'll be back. You know, these are some of the obvious ones sure. that you could use, but I w- wanted to be more creative than that. And ultimately, when I got into the clip, I was like. I'd just rather pick the ones I like here because there's so many that obviously hadn't thought about in a while um, and wanted to uh, remember. So we'll, we'll have them for you here too in the show. So as we, as we begin to talk about them, you'll get a chance to hear them. So you know what we're talking about. It won't just be us describing this thing, these things to you. Um, so with that, Chris, do you want to uh, give me your number five or do you have honorable mentions first? I just, yeah. Here's the thing about the quotes before the kill is Arnold and Clint really are their own. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, they're, they really are the, the standouts in this genre, right? Yeah, it's I mean, like, we've got a little Sylvester Stallone in there. Yeah, but I mean, this Arnold and Clint are sort of in a class by themselves, right? And then you can then, but because so many other people played James Bond, like James Bond is kind of another thing. Like, but, sure. But as actors, especially like during their heydays, like Clint Eastwood and Arnold Schwarzenegger very much, very much dominate the, dominate the, the landscape. And- but... In that, in that, in that, uh, that vein, I feel like we have to mention the Running Man just on its own. Like I was going to include Running Man lines, and I was like, "There's just that's the the whole movie." It's like, it's like they wrote a movie where like, how many times can we get Arnold to deliver a, some kind of kill line? Yes, that's, the whole movie is about that. <laughs> it shows up like three or four times in the the clip, um, the supercut. And you know, first of all, I just I have to mention props to Ben Richards, the butcher of Bakersfield. <laughs> Always have to give big ups to Ben. Yes. Um, this is after the kill line, but the first one I always think of is, you know, Killian, here is Sub-Zero. Now, Plane Zero, which is just so terrible, right? Yes. He screams, how about a light? Or he doesn't scream it. He says, how about a light? Jim Brown is fireball. Um, there's a part where Richard Dawson says, drop dead. He says, I don't do requests. I mean, yes. there's it's too many. So I just had to mention them all right at the top to get it out of the way. Yeah. First of all, and then as an aside to that, um, I have taught my son 
to look for the cue where he can say and what save room for your fist yeah, yeah so yeah, you yeah. do this all the time it's like it's like you could eat those cookies yes but, but, you better save save <laughs> but and he'll say it he'll say it and i better save room for your fist yes and save room for my fist <laughs> It's the best. It's the best threat. Gonna ram it it's, into your stomach and break your goddamn spine. It's so good. It's so good. All, All right, right. Well, with that, then why don't you give me your number five, uh, top five pre-kill movie line? My f- my number five is going to be Clint Eastwood, and it's going to be from the Outlaw Josie Wales, where the bounty hunters like caught up to him, and he says, "Guy's got to make a living," and Clint Eastwood says, "Dying ain't much of a living, boy," and he. And then he guns him down. Well, let's hear Clint do it. You a bounty hunter? Yeah, he's got to do something for a living these days. Dying ain't much of a living, boy. You know, this isn't necessary. You can just ride on. And, uh, okay, so what did, you, what did you have on your list? All right, so number five, um, one of my favorite things in movies is anytime someone gets to interrupt someone with the rejoinder as they're speaking. So, you know, there's a moment in, uh, like, From Dusk Till Dawn where um, somebody starts to threaten George Clooney and they start to count, and he, like, counts back in the guy's face, right? Stuff like that. I always like uh-huh. that tough guy shit. Like, <laughs> it's right. just one of my favorite, like, tropes. And so mine is uh, mine's from Con Air. It's uh, when John Malkovich as Cyrus the Virus Grissom is about to kill uh, the, the cartel member, Francisco Sindino, who had been hired to break them out of prison, right? That's the whole plot of the movie. Yeah. Uh, so let's, let's hear Cy. Oh, Cyrus, help me. Looks like you missed your connection. We were, we were coming to get you. Please. Sigh. Anara. So I love that, you know, he's like, he's begging for his life. It's please, sigh. And then he just, you know, Anara right at the end and throws the, <laughs> throws the, the, the cigarette into the, the fire and, exp- and blows him up. Like it's solid. He That's just it. interrupts him and kills him. I like right. it. It's, it's, it's very, again, it's very action movie. Yes. You, you gotta love that. The Conair's good for that too. <laughs> Nick Nick Cage also made plenty of money doing this. The um my next one is Sylvester Stallone Cobra. I'm a hero of the new world. Your disease and I'm the cure. Die! <laughs> Drop it! All right, so First of all, I think we're all 
worse for never having any Marion Cabretti sequels. Like, you know, like I think <laughs> Cobra is so awesome. <laughs> He's walking around with that, that, that match in his mouth. He never takes off the sunglasses. He never takes off those leather gloves. In fact, he goes into his apartment in one scene and, like, eats a sandwich or makes a sandwich wearing those leather gloves. He never takes the gloves off. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. You and think you would wash your hands before you, you know, make yourself some food? <laughs> no, no, no. Those gloves have seen some stuff. Yeah. But yet, he's not gonna. He's gonna eat his sandwich with those gloves on. God damn, we need one. If Stallone was really thinking, he'd figure out a way to. Eat. They're gonna give us a Tango and Cash sequel. You can't give us another Cobra movie. Come on, what else is Stallone doing? Jesus, uh, we'll take it. I guess Tango and Cash. I, I'm not. A, I wasn't a huge fan. <laughs> I'm not. A, I, it's well, it's wrong. too late. There was an opportunity for a Tango and Cash sequel 15 years ago. I don't really want to see old man Stallone and old man Kurt Russell. I do. Limp around. All right. I, I do. Fine. Fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, my next, my number four is going to be uh, from Moonraker. You bet you mentioned James Bond. So it's, it's Roger Moore. <laughs> Desolated Mr. Bond. <laughs> Heartbroken Mr. Drax. Allow me. Take a giant step for mankind. All right, so that's obviously the moment where he pushes Drax into the airlock and releases him into space and, uh, you know, quips the take a giant step for mankind. Like, that's just, it's just, it's, it's not just the, the, the line, but like the casualness with which it's delivered. He right. just sort of like, you know, softly shoves him out the door and then shoots him into space to die. Yeah. And then he does the zero G Mamba with uh, Dr. Holly Goodhead. (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) Which, which again, now when you're, when you're a kid and he's doing like the zero G sex act, you're thinking, man, that's some cool shit. And then you get older and you think to yourself, how do you have a zero G sex act? There's like, if you can't like, if you can't leverage anything, you're, I don't even know how that works. No, it's basically like take how difficult it is to have sex in a pool and make it a hundred times more difficult than that. <laughs> it's just, anyway, so I looks cool. Movies. Looks cool isn't cool. <laughs> it's cool for James Bond, for regular people, perhaps not so much. Not so much for you. Not so much for you. All right, uh, my next one is an absolute all-time classic. It is Rowdy Roddy Piper in They Live. I figured that would come up. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Of course, he's come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. He's so wooden. (laughs) (laughs) Roddy, Rowdy Roddy is not a great actor. Now, in the realm of, in the realm of wrestling though, like nobody cut a promo. He's like a top tier promo cutter. Yeah. Like in the world of wrestling. But given the scripted material, 
maybe maybe he wasn't ready, but he did sort of open the door for pro wrestlers to become actors. I mean, I don't really recall anybody else from well, Andre pro the wrestling. Giant, right? Well, but Princess Bride is not really him acting. I mean, like Rowdy Roddy Piper is the star of this movie. Fair, and that. <laughs> And that uh, and that and that fight and the wrestling fight with Keith David that goes on for like a hundred years <laughs> in that alley yeah. is hilarious. Is it, that movie for again a kid of a certain age who gets to watch this on HBO? It's got just the right amount of boobs and stuff in it, <laughs> and like you know Rowdy Roddy's in it. It's a, I have a, such a uh, I have a huge soft spot. It's sci-fi, right? Yeah, I love I love They Live. Okay. That's I like that choice. It's an unassailable choice, to be honest. And plus, and plus, Roddy's mullet is just, just it's just, you know, chef's kiss. It's just it's uh, it's amazing. <laughs> it, it is. It's it looks like a wig, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. I don't know. And that's how awesome it is. All right. Well, my next one is um, is Carl Weathers is Action Jackson. It's barbecue, huh? How do you like your ribs? So, I mean, he asks him. He wants to know. I'm going to cook for you. How do you like your ribs? <laughs> uh, the reason I like this one so much is because it's uh, it's a callback, right? So, like earlier in the scene, um, the, the the villain's name is Shaker. He's played by Dennis Hayden, who like like he's one of those guys that like made a very recognizable career about that period of time, like as a, as a henchman, like that's what he was. Um, I think of him often, or most people I think would think of him as Eddie from Die Hard. He has the, well, the Eddie Van Halen hairdo basically. Sure. Right. He sort of looks like the eighties glam rocker who, with a machine gun, that's his deal. Um, and so there's a point where they're kept when they've caught action Jackson and, uh, they're going to kill him. He's got one of the guys has got a flamethrower and he's like, we're going to have ourselves a little barbecue. And so at the end, you know, barbecue, huh? Once he's turned the tables. <laughs> Plus, Carl, Carl Weathers is like shirtless throughout the whole last third of this movie. Yeah. I mean, he's only wearing like a tank top for most of it anyway. Right. It, absolutely ripped. I, you know, I think I always felt like Carl Weathers just, just, he got hit a little push. They like, let's, let's kind of push Carl out there and see if like some good shit will happen. And then they didn't push him. They didn't give him the next step. They gave him Action Jackson. And then they're like, eh, this is really isn't working. But I think Carl Weathers should have had a better career as a leading man. Yeah, I, really I agree. Think I think yeah. I feel like we've discussed this at least a little bit before. Um, the answer to your question, you know, is racism. So it's hard to discuss. <laughs> right. But, it's, but, you know, I think he's 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 good. Anyway, I love it. All right, how many was that? That was my third one. So we should each have two more. So. Okay, two more. Yep. All right, so my my next one is Heath Ledger as the Joker. And I thought my jokes were bad. Give me one reason why I shouldn't have my boy here pull your head off. How about a magic trick? I'm gonna make this pencil. Disappear. It's it's gone. Yeah, that whole rant where he's like, just you know, he's got all the crime kingpins all set up. He's like, I'm gonna make this pencil disappear. (laughs) Slams that guy's head. Perfect Joker moment. I mean, really sums up what what his Joker was all about. 
Yeah, I, I, it's classic. Too classic almost to be included in this. Too good. <laughs> Too like good. It's, it's not it's, corny enough for me. Right. It's actually just harrowing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and so I'm back to corny. Uh, my number two is from Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. Give me your hand. I am you. And obviously, that's uh, everyone's favorite, Bill Shatner, doing his patented William Shatner delivery while he's kicking uh, Klingon Doc Brown in the face and then eventually into a pit of lava. Um, There's something about the end of it, too, where it's like, enough of you! (laughs) It just kills me, and it's it's terrible, but in that way, like, uh, if you're ever talking about this kind of thing, I want to see that clip every time. Right. Search for Spock is as Shatnery as you can get. I mean, he's just completely... He's just completely on tilt, right? That's Shatner on eleven or twelve or thirteen. That's as, as much Shatner as you can get in a in a hundred ten minute span. Yeah, and it makes me wonder, like, how. So I read a little bit about this movie for some reason, and I know we're over the timer, but it's fine. Whatever, I guess. <laughs> Nothing matters, right? right. Um, Leonard Nimoy directed Search for Spock, and apparently, like, the studio like really held onto his collar the whole time. Really? Yeah, he said he resented it. He's like, I knew what I was doing. <laughs> um, and so it makes me wonder, though, like, how much was he letting Bill do his... Because it was, 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 was a stronger, more experienced director have reined it in a little bit more, or was William Shatner always going to do the William Shatner things? Yeah, it's like, you can't tell me what to do, Leonard. <laughs> Fuck you, we're peers. Right. You're not my superior. Exactly. You're I'm not just my gonna, boss. <laughs> you're not my boss. You're the science officer. I'm the captain. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> That's right. Because, <laughs> like, there's that, we, we, in the pre-show, you and I were talking about this, and, and uh, there's that scene where he's like, was it really all power to weapons? Was that in the script? Did no one think about what that means? Like, how does that work? I mean, I assume that everyone understands it means just whatever is available for the weapons, make sure they're all power. But I don't know. I'm never, I was never clear on the ability to divert energy from different parts of the ship. Right. That was never right. really clear to me how that was working. Right, right. You can't engage the warp core when you're like, when the when the weapon systems are online and all this other stuff. It's just right. Trek stuff. That just seems like unnecessary. I mean, maybe you should have engineered the ship better then. Well, you couldn't because uh, oh, not gonna go only so much power in the dilithium crystals. Exactly. Okay. So, you know, your anti, your your matter antimatter reactor will only produce so much energy. Gotcha. Maybe you uh, need two engines then: one for the <laughs> weapons, one for the go part. <laughs> exactly. All right. Am I down to my number one? I think so. My number one is without question, Mandy Patinkin. Okay. Princess Bride. Hello. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepared to die. Hello. My name is Diego Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Hello! My name is Diego Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Stop saying that! Power to promise me that. All that I have and more. Please. 
Offer me everything I ask for. Anything you want. I want my father back, you son of a bitch. I mean, that's a whole buildup. We've been waiting. I mean, you're waiting this whole time for for Inigo Montoya to confront the six-fingered man, and it just, it, the payoff is huge. Like, it, he, you know, he goes through that little Hulkamania thing that he does. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's so good. And, you know, he's a good actor, and Christopher Guest is a great actor, and the whole scene is just, it's just dynamite. It's the best. All right. I, I, I almost disqualified it because it felt like there was so much preamble. <laughs> it wasn't quite the one-liner I was looking for. And no, I guess one- neither is my number one pick, to be honest. Okay, well, the, the one-liner being, I want my father back, you son of a bitch, is the, you <laughs> oh, know, fair is, enough. The, okay. is the is the Because he said, I'll give you whatever you want, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, my number one is uh, is Nick Cage as Stanley Goodspeed in The Rock. I think we got started off on the wrong foot. Stan Goodspeed, FBI. Uh, let's talk music. Do you like the Elton John song, Rocket Man? I don't like soft-ass shit. Oh, you don't. Well, I only bring it up because uh, it's you. You're the rocket man. I don't like how that shit works. So I love that for two reasons. One, it's a call and response situation, right? Because it's a setup. He's telling a joke. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. And then, um, and I should have looked up the guy's name. I can never remember his name. And I feel bad about that. But yeah, Candyman. Yeah. He like hisses his line back. Right. And then what are the odds that the ballistic missile he fires that hits the man in the chest actually carries him out the window that way? Zero percent. I don't think that works. That's not how that works. But, uh, but it's okay. Because... You're the rocket man. It's solid. <laughs> You're him. You're, yeah. <laughs> You're you. the rocket man. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, Nicholas. Nicholas. You know what I tried to watch? Nicholas, like a Nicholas Cage movie today. It was called Primal. Okay. Like he's some sort of like big game hunter and he's on a boat with like some assassin who they're transporting and the assassin gets loose and only the Nick Cage big game hunter could like capture him and kill him. I, I listen, I couldn't even get to the part where Nick Cage shows up. I was like, I was like, okay, I kind of at the beginning, I'm watching this. I was like, oh my God, this is so bad. And poor Famke Jansen, she's got like some bad, she, unfortunately she's like had a terrible run-in with plastic surgery. And the whole thing is just, I mean, I was just like, people spend money on this? I was, it was a bad deal. So don't watch Primal. Or if okay. you did. I have no it. plans to watch Primal. <laughs> <laughs> if you come across it, skip. All right, well, say. with that, we hope we've given you some fun ideas for what you might put on the TV <laughs> to enjoy some, some clever, uh, uh, witticisms prior to murder after you watch after you eat your thanksgiving dinner pass out into a coma uh for those of you who are still awake let's go to segment three all right it's segment three uh as chris mentioned when we were setting up the show um we've become the clearinghouse for this sort of content so thanks to matt formerly of the reasons are pod reasons are several podcasts now a full-time co-host over on our liner notes and uh, Facapod. that's right i forget about the Facapod. <laughs> for, from a certain point askew is what it's called it's a good star wars podcast it's a definitely different than like the people that are taking it very seriously it's it's a nice blend of they they cover a lot of um kind of the the stuff i wouldn't know about otherwise 
Um, like I'm not reading this, the the Star Wars gossip rags, and they're covering that beat, and I appreciate that. Yeah, and they're and they're giving away like a a, a dark saber. So hey, go over there and get into that. Don't don't do it because I want to win it. <laughs> so don't, don't go get involved. To, I'm don't to go to their site. Don't enter into their into their contest because I want to win the dark saber. All right. So Matt sent us over one of our favorite uh, bits, which is the. You know the the top search terms of, of the the what I'm now calling the divided United States or the, sorry the divided <laughs> states of America, um, and in this case uh, it's it's the 2020 election week top relative searches on Pornhub. So how did you feel <laughs> about porn about 12 to 20 or 12 to 14 days ago? Um, now one of the things I have to say about the the map here is that uh, the Pornhub tweet is restricted only. <laughs> people Pornhub follows or mention can reply. And I'm curious why that is. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder what's going on. What could it be? Hmm. Strange. Anything stand out on the map to you? I'll let you start. Well, first of all, okay. let's, let's be clear about the person who put this map together. They didn't put the states in any sort of state order. They just, they took all the states and they just splattered them all over the page. Like, I have to look. Like if they didn't put the name of the, you know, if they didn't put the name of the state on it, would like there you'd have to to guess by their shapes, but the shapes are like all over the page. Like Texas is on the far sure. right, and I was on the far left, and it's just a big mess. But I did have to look some stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, okay, so here's what I didn't understand: the people in Mississippi are doing searches on Pornhub for prawn. Yes. Like, isn't uh, isn't that there are you're already on Pornhub? You have to do a search for prawn. Is there is that is that a specific slice of the porn world? Prawn? No, that's just something that we say on the internet so that you're not typing porn into the. <laughs> right. <laughs> is it because people in Mississippi are dumb that they don't understand that they're already on this site that serves up adult sex entertainment, and they just type in prawn because they don't understand? It's maybe I I don't know that is that is very confusing. Okay, that, that was, and then I had to look up thought. Oh, you had to look up thought. Yeah, T H O T. I did not understand that it was an acronym. Yeah, which is a weird thing to search for in porn. I guess I I mean maybe sort of a, it's really just a 2020s version of you know chicken head. What we would have said in the 90s. <laughs> right, thought meaning that hoe over there. Yes. Which again I don't under, you're already on. The adult entertainment site, you don't have to, why would you type in thought? Well, I think at that point you're actually specifying the type of woman that you're searching for. There's a, it's a stereotype. So there's a certain set of. <laughs> they're not right, all like that on the porn side. <laughs> it's, maybe they're looking for the setup. Oh. You know, like the, the, it's a, it's a casual setting. They're, they're, you know, just a neighborhood situation. Right. Maybe the club. Right. So I think, I think what I discovered about myself and maybe this is a indictment on me, but porn, like if you're looking at it through, like from, like say from far away, like with a telescope, like I see it, and it's like it looks like a a, a disc, like it looks it's, a, it's, a, it's one it's a monolithic thing, right? But if you look at it through the Hubble Space Telescope, it's many 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 infinite number of things. Yes. And I don't, and I don't see all the. Uh, see, this is what's. This is what I'm learning about this particular segment is that I, I'm not the nuance. I'm you know I'm not I'm not familiar with all the nuance 
Like for me, it's like, oh, like, like, like some dude bangs a girl. Like, right. Hey, that's porn to me. Like I, I didn't realize it was. <laughs> There's people have many preferences and the porn industry is catering to those. Yeah. I mean, so I lived, you know, in my formative single years, uh, during the age of what were known as galleries. And there were some sites where you, I had to, it was hard to find the good ones. You had to like go on reputable, uh, you know, maybe some baby BBS for people making some recommendations about these ones don't have any spyware. Mm-hmm. And so when you go to the galleries, the galleries are already sorted. So I'm familiar with basically all the terms and the abbreviations and have been for like 20 years. <laughs> okay. 25 years. <laughs> so well, they've I, been pretty, they, they haven't changed too much? No, no, no. It's exactly the same. Okay. There's new stuff. Um, like, I mean, and that's why I wanted to talk about this map, because what stands out to me on this map is the shit I've never heard of, right? So, Texas, we have sex mechs. Now, I think that's fairly self-explanatory. It seems seems a bit racist. It's definitely racist. Uh, And I actually think that that's interesting, because both Texas has sex mechs, and then where Arizona also has Navajo. So, there's a whole situation where people aren't being honest with themselves about what they actually like. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, so when I was young, we would just go to the Huck's convenience store mm-hmm. and ask for the book. And the book was basically just all the co- the covers of the things, like, like cut it out and put into this book. And then the dude would go in the back and just, like, grab us a tape and then send us home. Okay. Even though we were just high school students. <laughs> they didn't really have a lot of, they didn't really have a lot. They didn't care. It's like, you, you got three bucks to rent this movie, give it up. Yeah, I didn't ever really have access to anything until the internet existed. I mean, I like wood, like woods, like, you know, found in the woods, porno mags, like kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So what is now? I don't understand. Louisiana, their their preference is Popeye's. Is is there is there like fried chicken poured or something that goes on? Like, I have to assume so. Or it's put your dick in a box and like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe they're just a big fan of olive oil. Like no, she's she's, she's narrow. She's got a type, right? Like I like tall, skinny girls with a, who wear a bun in their hair. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I'll find them by Popeyes. Now, when, now, what's going on in New Mexico? Now, what what kind of <laughs> pornography are we getting from Fortnite? They're not getting pornography from Fortnite. They want to <laughs> fuck people in Fortnite, like characters from Fortnite. Really? Oh yeah, like Overwatch porn is like a. It's a big thing that exists. Seriously? Sure. I mean, you obviously are aware of cosplay pornography. <laughs> Here's me typing. <laughs> what? I, I guess I understand cosplay. Yeah. It's not really any different than that. Now it's just sort of like, they do you have animation like... of, of Fortnite characters having sex? Oh, so it's animation. Yes. Or people, people dressed up. It's okay. So and, maybe people dress up like Fortnite characters or they, or there's, or there's like sort of a, um, Hentai, kind of like an animated sex thing. That goes Correct. On. And you can find that basically for anything now. Oh. Um, so people like <laughs> make new content. They'll take clips from media and use it to like make basically brand new content. Like deep fake, like sort of like deep Like fake when or? Mrs. Uh, when Elastigirl gets stuck in the doorway, for instance. Oh, uh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Good gracious, man, people are... God bless them. I mean, they're, they're, they're messed up. And if you're wondering how I know so much about this, <laughs> I follow a lot of questionable links on the internet out of curiosity <laughs> and discover things that I didn't always intend to see. Sometimes they're upsetting. Other times I'm like, okay, yeah, that's just yeah, how that goes. I get it. Don't worry too much about it. I, I hear what you're saying. I now, you're saying. I want details on this, right? Because in South Dakota, we have wrestling. So is that like the standard sort of, you know, 
like a wrestling? oil mud wrestling situation? Or are we talking about like, you know, like off the top rope <laughs> onto your dick kind of <laughs> wrestling? <laughs> or do they just like dress up like famous wrestlers and like have a have like a like a porn thing like a Hulkamania running wild? Maybe what we should have done is had you bring up Pornhub while we were talking about this and you could <laughs> yes, type to these right, search yes. terms. I think that's what I'd like to do right now is do that. Do that with that big glass door behind you with your family and the rest right. of the house. So, <laughs> so, so here's the deal. Um, Oregon has a category called succubus. Sure. I don't know what I don't know what succubus point. I know I think I know what a succubus is from like a D and D standpoint. <laughs> like, it, like, is that what it, is that what they're doing there? It's like a, more like a goth witchcraft fantasy kind of thing. I mean, I dated a girl there? from Oregon and she was a succubus. <laughs> But in Indiana, they have goth. They like to look for the goth. That's just, I understand that, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's a little more straightforward. But I didn't understand. It's like, is succubus like a subset of goth? Is there something happening there? I'm not really sure. I imagine it's got something to do with the plot. <laughs> that she like really takes it out of you. I hear, okay. You're dead uh, afterwards. You're dead afterwards. Yeah, pretty much. All right, okay. Okay, I see, I see that. How about, now, I understand, so... Kentucky, I understand. I I know what Among Us is. Mm-hmm. The game. Mm-hmm. Is this? <laughs> I don't know how you can have sex in those spacesuits. <laughs> seems impossible. I don't know what Among Us porn looks like. I don't either. I don't like. I've seen that game. There's nothing like sexual about it. I don't know. It's like I can't. I don't know. I understand the perversion of it. Yeah, it's not like, like Princess Zelda or anything. <laughs> oh, sorry. That, that I'd understand. I don't understand how the the Among Us thing works. Uh, Colorado tushy. That's very uh, very conservative. Colorado. It seems it seems pretty generic. Yeah. It, well, it is, but it's very specific also. Like that's a very specific <laughs> word, and it makes me wonder if there's something I don't know that that is in, in you know specifically incorporating. Like, is it right. just is that all butt stuff, or is it you I know, know more specific to I don't know. Now in Utah we've got Mormon, which seems redundant. Why? Now why would they search for that? I, I, maybe there's a lot of people in Utah that are really curious about the you know hole in the sheet deal. What? You know, that's what they're looking for. <laughs> okay. Now that now that you mention it, I think I might be interested. The hole in the sheet. And figure and figure out how the whole thing works. Alaska's No Nut November. Now who would go to Pornhub and type in No Nut November? Let alone everyone in Alaska. Typing in No Nut November. I can't tell you why Alaska would type that in. I can tell you that there are like entire segments that are about not going. Like they're about not getting off. And like, it's basically like, try to watch this. (laughs) (laughs) That would be like me going on keto and then walking into a donut shop. It's just stupid. It's like, what what are you doing there? I don't know. Maybe when December 1 hits, you're really trying to hit somebody in the eye from about 30 feet. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe they just think, you know, maybe it's maybe it's really easy for some people to just do the no nut. So they have to add additional challenges. It's like, I'm going to go to Pornhub every day and still not. So so wait a minute. So there, so yeah, I have to grow a mustache and not touch myself for the whole month of November. <laughs> Seems like a bad combination. Hey, come on. I mean, who am I, Superman? Next, you're gonna be joining the Proud Boys. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know what they're doing over there. All right. Well, I think that's enough of that. Unless you had any specifics that you'd like to touch on before no, we move on. No, I I still have some uh, I have some research that I have to do. 
Okay. Later. Well, with that, if you are in your childhood bedroom, we hope you remember to uh, put your browser on private in case your mom picks up your phone in the morning. Always close your tabs and delete your history. <laughs> now, <laughs> that's the end a of our regular... PSA. <laughs> hey, I'm just... A lot of experience with this. Got it. You know, for years, I... So, for years, years, I told, like, girlfriends and... and well, I guess girlfriends. I never my wife, but like, how come the internet history is always deleted? Oh, like I do that to keep the viruses off the computer. <laughs> like, I just I searched for this just the other day and it's gone. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I always thank, clean that thank up. Thank God the browser people decided to give us in private browsing or yeah. incognito. I mean, Which, by know. the way, not altogether that. untrue. The story I'm telling there. Right. I, oh, I know. I know you're not lying. <laughs> I didn't think for a second you were lying. About I did that. regularly. No, but I mean, I mean, the, the lie wasn't. Like the te- the story of me telling the lie wasn't in, wasn't uh, the lie itself in the story wasn't necessarily a lie. I, I did often delete cookies and 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 all kinds of artifacts from the internet on a regular basis. Like I had my browser sp- set to auto delete that stuff because in the wild west internet days, you could easily break your computer by just touching the wrong website, right? Or getting not yourself all over we- it. Not, not a quality website like Pornhub.com. <laughs> Be careful. All right, well, that's it for our regular segments, and you know what time of the show this is. Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready! Dad jokes of the week. Woo! All right, not so bad this week. A couple that made me chuckle. Basically, the, 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 the litmus test is, did I tell any of these to my wife like the, <laughs> that morning? Like, did I share any of them with her? And a couple. So, why do hamburgers fly south for the winter? So they don't freeze their buns. I lost my watch at a party. When I went looking for it, I saw some jerk stepping on it while harassing someone. So I walked up to the dude and punched him straight in the nose because no one does that to anyone. Not on my watch. Oh, God. <laughs> that's, that's, they wrote that joke backwards. Yeah. And it's not good. My friend and I started a band called Duvet. We both covers. do covers. <laughs> sure. Start a band called Weighted Blanket. <laughs> Doctor, see, I told you these knee braces would fix your problem. Patient, I stand corrected. <laughs> Why did the computer go to the doctor? It had a virus. If this is the actual, you would this think. Is, if this is the actual, if that's the punchline, good God, that's lazy. It was worried it had a terminal illness. <laughs> yeah. So it needed terminal services? It did. Telnet right in there and solve the problem. <laughs> Always remember to remote disable your Telnet gateway. Astronomers got tired of watching the moon go around the Earth for 24 hours, so they decided to call it a day. Wait, wait the moon? What? The moon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they watched the moon go around the Earth for 24 hours. Uh, That's how long it takes for the moon <laughs> to go around the Earth. Well, technically not. <laughs> I was going to say. It's like, mm, does it? Really? From, from our point of view. <laughs> okay. uh, finally, a woman prone to delusions told her husband that moose were falling from the sky. The husband looked outside and said, no, it's only reindeer. Comma. It's a comma joke. Yes, it is. But I like it. It feels holiday in the spirit of the holidays. Right. That what? Reindeer are falling from the sky? They will be in a month, right? Well, Isn't that the whole fall. deal? Well, you hope not. 
up on the housetop and click, click, click. Up on the housetop and through the insulation in your attic. Right. All right. Here's my joke this week. My wife's all mad at me for being lazy. I didn't do anything. Okay. <laughs> all right. Let's go to the overtime. Overtime. Uh, in the overtime. So I had uh, just a, a thing that occurred to me the other day. Um, well, I had something happen to me, not to me, but around me, near me, in my general vicinity. And it, it sparked a thought in me um, about how perhaps one could find a little bit more satisfaction in their life. Um, but then I realized that it was a lot left to chance. So here's what happened, and I'll set it, and I'll, then I'll explain. The other day, uh, the wind picked up pretty heavily and was blowing really hard against the house. And uh, at some point... Um, my daughter noticed that part of the fence had basically fallen down. So the fence we share with a neighbor to one side of the house is needs to be replaced. Um, in fact, I, he's probably not going to live there that much longer. If I can be gentle about it. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> so whenever they sell that house, um, I'm just going to tell the real, the real estate agent to let whoever buys it know they're going to need to split the cost of a new fence with me. Mm. Then we're going to replace it when that happens. Cause a piece of that's gone down before I've actually done some repairs to it over the time. Anyway, long story short, a whole panel falls off, falls down because the nails have rotted out of the, the, the right. header. There's board, nothing right? for it to hold on to anymore. No, like so, the, it's toenail together. Like it sucks. Yeah. Um, and so it fell over. Uh, I have some extra lumber, so it's not a big deal to stand it back up. And then I just cross brace, you know, I just brace it across yeah. the other post, right? Uh-huh. And I just screw it together. So I'm able to fix it pretty quickly. It takes me maybe 15 minutes. I mean, there's no real complications to get it back together. Um, and then. So that, that's bad luck, right? That uh, that the fence went down. That's kind of sucks. It's outside of my control. It's the middle of the workday. It's not an ideal situation. But I was able to handle it fairly quickly, so it wasn't that big of a deal. Then, like quite literally, as I'm walking back into the house with my tools in my hand, it just starts pouring. <laughs> and so I get in the house, like, and it rains for like out, two hours hard. And I'm like, that's good. That's good luck. So when I noticed it was good. So bad luck that happened. Mm-hmm. Good luck that I got it done in the time I got it done. And it made me think that, hey... What if I had a journal of all the good, all the things I could attribute to my life to good luck as they happened and all the things that attributed to my life to bad luck as they happened mm-hmm. um, and whether or not I could be sort of happier because you always remember the things that, that are bad, right? And you never remember the stuff that's fortunate. Right. So I'm just wondering, like, do you think that there's, there's happiness to be had by logging your, your good or bad luck or... If it's more bad luck than good, you can actually feel better about it because at least you can sort of chalk up all this bad stuff that's happened to you to like outside your control. I think that I think that that's I mean, I think you're touching on something that is sort of that, you know, when people say if you want to be happy, you like count your blessings. Like people will say that all the time, right? That's sure. Just, you know, gratitude is the gratitude is where happiness is born. Like that's that's kind of how it works. I, and I believe that. I think that I think that a lot of, you know. Physics just works against you, right? You know, things things tend to higher entropy and lower energy. Right. And the only way to counteract that is to apply energy into a system in order to bring order to it. This is, the world is falling apart around you. That's just. At all times. All times. Yeah. It's it's the way of things. So, yes. so, so for you to say, hey, you know what? My fence fell down. I didn't fuck around. I went right out there and I repaired it. And I got back in before it really started to hammer down rain. And would have really made that job suck. Yeah. It's like, that's good. Good for you. I think you, you know, you learn, you know, that's one of those things where you say, hey, you know what? I'm glad I just handled it. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Good for you. Because I'm not, I'm not always like that. 
<laughs> no, and the, uh, one of the reasons I have to be, though, is because we have a dog, and I can't let him out otherwise. And yeah. I'm certainly not going to be, like, letting him out supervised and have to go out there with him on a leash so he can use the restroom. Right. It's like, so that yeah. thing goes down, and I'm like, I got to fix it immediately. Yeah. So that's, I mean, I think that's... Uh... I think uh, I think there's a I think there's a certain power in that and just saying hey these 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 are the good things that happened to me today. If I wasn't so lazy, I might write the good luck log. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's it's one of the yeah cataloging it is you know there's some people who are sort of natural catalog I I uh, I am always amazed by people who can keep a diary. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, it's an amazing thing. Like all the best stories are like, oh, I found someone's diary. It's like the log of their life. Like I was again, one of my you know movies I enjoy. I enjoy Benjamin Button, right? And that whole <laughs> that whole movie is just him writing a diary. Like, oh, I thought you were gonna say the Diary of Anne Frank. <laughs> God, <laughs> harrowing. But the but again, it's important that she wrote it down. I mean, that's you know, I don't yeah. know. If you're, no, if you're the type of person who can write down, who can journal, and do that kind of stuff. God bless you. I mean, I think I think those are great things to leave behind for you know the people who knew you and loved you. I think they learn a lot about you if you can do that. But I just this is not me. I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not motivated to do it. But some people are, and and I'm glad they are because those are really those are interesting things to to uh, to read. And I don't mean to segue into a different topic, but those are the that's actually one of the. The things I, I, I miss most about the analog world is how you had to find ways to fill time. Like you couldn't just pop out your computer out of your pocket and just start consuming information as soon as you had two seconds to stop like doing whatever it was you needed to do. Yeah. I do think that the world is maybe a, a less rich place sometimes um, because there's just like I can't get my kids to do anything that is even... Yeah, you know what I mean. Like this, things that I I would have considered enjoyable even for myself, it's kind of a stretch to get them engaged. Yeah, yeah, and I think that I think that uh, I was thinking about this the other day as well, but it had to do with pictures, mm. because you know when you know when I visit my you know when I go to my mom's house, it's like you know the photo albums come out. You look at these pictures, right? It's like again, there's a rich history in these pictures. All my pictures are, and there's a ton of them. But they're on my computer, and right. they're in the cloud, and and you never look at we'll, them. Well, well, and sometimes, and sometimes I do. Like sometimes I'll go look for a picture, and then I'll sort of get down the rabbit hole. Yeah, but, I understand that. Yeah. But the uh, but but it's not something like, hey, let's break out the photo albums. You know what I mean? Let's like, will you know? Will my kids might, but what, my kids' kids won't go through my digital archive of pictures. I mean. And got hopefully they're still around in some way, shape, or form by them. Like they're not lost to, to time. Like these are the kind of things that, that the analog world is easy because you know I have not just the photo albums that my parents put together when they were young and then when we were kids, but like he's got you know they've got my grandparent like you know those you can go to you can go to the Philippines and sit down with my grandparents' mm-hmm. photo albums. Mm-hmm. I mean. The flip side of that, though, is that you can go now to your cloud library, literally create a photo album, have them print the pictures for real, put them in that album, and mail you the whole thing in one go. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But You just have to select. You just have to curate it. Yeah. And I think the hard part is now you're not taking, oh, I took 24 pictures. I took two rolls of film. That's 48 pictures. Now it's like, I took pictures all day. That's 350 pictures. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's part of the problem. Maybe it's, yeah, maybe that is the issue. But I'd like, you know, well, I'd like to think that somebody will look at you know 
my life in pictures at some point beyond me. But I'm not sure. It's not gonna. It might not be so easy. It sort of depends on you know how they get transferred to the next generation and to the next generation after that. Well, in advanced photo editing is so easy now that it it I don't even know how like how like how much of a record is it really right? It's like everybody's going to look at everything with a, a suspicious eye. All photographs. This is your grandfather and his girlfriend Rachel Vice. <laughs> <laughs> wow, she looks like an actress. <laughs> it's like. Um, we were talking, telling the kids about when I was fit <laughs> and they like sort of didn't believe it, <laughs> but we, there's pictures. Yeah. I have pictures. And so okay. I showed them and they're like, kind of didn't believe me. I felt like, yeah. Then that's they're like, you should get like, that's better. You should be like that again. <laughs> like, well, oh. thanks. Yeah, thank you. Yes. That's that, that is every parent's thing, right? It's like your kids can never picture you as a young, vital person. You're always... Right mom and dad right and mom and dad fit in this bucket and you didn't have a life or whatever before they showed up right all adults are adults there's a weird phenomenon too where my kids are like asking me about youtubers is this person an adult and i'm like technically (laughs) yes based on everything i'm seeing here no (laughs) oh all right well maybe there's some value in the luck log Somebody start it out there and let me know how it goes for you because Lord knows I'm not going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody else start one. Yeah, let me know, please. All right, that's our show. All right, thanks to all of you for listening to Two on Three Pod and we hope you have a happy and safe Thanksgiving. If you don't already, please subscribe and review via your favorite podcast provider and don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. We'll be back next week with more pop culture life strategies and existentialism. And until then, peace. Peace.